Hey guys, it's another episode of Listen Up. Today I have a really, really beautiful special guest with me today, Erica Jango. Erica, nice to see you. Hello. <laughs> so nice. What an honor. Aww. You know I'm a huge fan of yours, so this is quite a blissful morning. A great way to spend my morning is with you. You're so positive and happy, so thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. And I'm such a huge fan of yours. And I just love what you do. And and just I love your energy. And I love you. And it's just so wonderful to be able to spend a Tuesday morning with you as well. So thank you. It is. (laughs) So you are an author, you are a creator, you are a yoga teacher, you are an artist. And we've known each other quite some time ever since Art of Attention came out, um, which has been quite some time. It's it's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Um, I love your approach to uh, yoga and art and just creativity. Um, one of the coolest things that I constantly brag about, um, about Erica is her asana glyphs. I just love them (laughs) so much. I can't, like, I want everything asana glyphs so much. Um, I'm telling you, there is more there in those asana glyphs than just the Mm -hmm. drawings. I love them so much. Like, what made you come up with them? Mm-hmm. Well, first we should say what asana glyphs are. Well, I mean, right. you, I've heard them say, um, people say asana glyphs or asana glyphs. I prefer asana glyphs. Me too. Um, I kind of cringe when they say it the other way, asana. I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like tomato, tomato. <laughs> potato, <Right>. potato. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's so funny because when I first came out with them, um, well, I'd been drawing them for a long time when I first started my teacher training. Mm. And then I came up with this definition that I could rattle off the top of my head. They are simple symbolic line art that serve as a codification for the progression of poses that you flow through during the course of a class. Mm. This is my definition. This is like if Webster ever picks up asana glyphs, this is the definition I'm going to have them put I love book. it. <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's they're so funny because it's it's kind of like a hieroglyph, mm-hmm. like the Egyptian um, drawings. They are the size of a dime and they communicate so much. So as a yoga teacher, to draw an asana glyph and to be teaching and leading a class and then just glance down at your notebook and see that progression of poses that you want to do, mm-hmm. it takes a second. It's kind of like logo work, design work, and as you know, and maybe your listeners don't know, I'm a graphic designer. So that type of iconography, that type of symbolism, I know the way it works with the subconscious mind. And it just naturally came out. And there's a lot of different versions of asana glyphs online. Oh, really? And even I the, didn't know that. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, if you search them, you can see all kinds of different versions. And the hashtag on Instagram's, you know, become pretty popular. And mm-hmm. there's other versions of asana glyphs out there too. And mine even have went through an evolution. They used to have really big heads when I drew them. <laughs> and now their heads keep getting smaller and smaller. I don't know if that's symbology, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really, it's just fun. And they're very expressive too. Mm-hmm. Like when there's a heart opening, you can really draw the line art so that you can feel 
-hmm. just by looking at it, what it feels like to have your heart open in some of the illustrations. Yeah, I agree. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking uh, of um, uh, what, how you draw, right? The one, like you said, a heart opener and like you draw a heart and then like little lines to, to indicate like shining, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, just, I love that. It's, it's really, really expressive, right? And, and it, it, it does say a lot to um, uh, less is more, right? Less is more. It does say a lot to simplicity. It does say a lot to um, clarity, right? Um, because yoga, as you and I, you know, both know that yoga is so much more than the physicality of the practice. And even though you draw these asana glyphs as a way to express the pose, they express something way more than just, you know, just the pose, right? And I love that. I think that's really, really beautiful. And um, I don't know, it's just really, really just so fun and just <laughs> cute. Like, well, yeah. I'm glad you appreciate it. Yeah, when I, when Elena Brower and I first came out with Art of Attention, that was how we illustrated this, the yoga sequences was with asana glyphs and then you were part of that training and you were our biggest fan we used to get emails and love mail from you all the time and I was all like who's this woman <laughs> yeah because oh. like I said you just have this way of of getting through email yeah. and like it, you have such a persona and a love that yes. both Elena and I felt and it, oh. it was very encouraging it was very supportive so thank you Oh, you're so welcome. I, I mean it truly from the bottom of my heart. And, and I was like, I, I've been, you know, kind of in between New Jersey and Pennsylvania and now Florida. And like, I'm like, I can't find my special copy, right? I mean, I remember when I received mm -hmm. it in the mail and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And, and I actually am looking at a copy of it now, um, a, a used copy. And um, you also, um, you also just uh, created and wrote and, and uh, uh, I don't know the other word I'm looking for, but um, like a workbook, the yeah, Angelus one you're talking about. Angelus, yeah, mm -hmm. so neat because it goes through each of the chakras and mm -hmm. chakras are energetic um, centers, energetic vortices in, in the body. And um, it's just so neat and so colorful and so fun, like <laughs> so fun. I was like, yes, this is incredible. I want this now. And um, yeah, I just love- That was a art. lot of fun to create. Was that? Yeah, it was a huge, it's a really fun to create. That I did with a different co-author, Rose Vanderkamp, and she's yeah. a art director and a creative director and costume designer. Mm. There's a fun fact, Rose actually won the um, Dutch version of Ameri America's, uh, what is it? The fashion design show. I almost America's said top got, model. America's Next Top Model. I was going to say America's Got Talent. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not the model one. It's the one where they do the fashion design. 
Oh, what is that really? one called? Project Runway? Project Runway, yes. Yes, sweet. No way. Holy mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, she's awesome. uber, uber talented. And she's just got this like eye because when Angelus uh, came like as a vision or like this download, I knew that the chakras was where I wanted to study because mm -hmm. I found out that Kundalini was the science of the chakras. Oh, wow. That's and awesome. Yeah, Kundalini just changed my life. And so I was holding these yoga and creativity retreats where we would focus on one chakra at a time. Mm -hmm. And Rose attended, I think, five oh, of them. No way. Yeah. And oh. it was on those retreats that I was just like evangelizing my vision. <laughs> like, oh, there's this going to be this book I want to do. And it mm -hmm. follows this girl through the journey. And we wanted to tell a story of like the heroine. Mm -hmm. what it was like to travel from the base of your spine to the crown of your head and drop into these seven starkingly different worlds mm -hmm. that are the chakras. And we wanted to do it in a way that didn't, you know, a lot of the times the chakras can be quite mysterious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's, they're very abstract. You think rainbow bridge, you think someone sitting in, in meditation <laughs> and focusing on, you know, the, all the different colors. And so we wanted to take that ancient wisdom and make it way more contemporary because mm -hmm. I don't, I just have this, this feeling that these seven energy centers along our spine are what they were put there by our ancestors. It was like, we're going to put this navigational system inside mm -hmm. of your body. That's going to help you be, feel, dare, love, speak, see, and know. I love that. And yeah. And I think that things become cliches because they're used so often yeah. But no one ever takes the time to say, okay, why is that a cliche? Why are the chakras this like household term for most of us? I yeah. mean, even my father has probably heard of the chakras. <laughs> well, at least he has now. Right. <laughs> Hi, Papa. Right. Oh, it's so true, you know, and, and it really is, you know, it really is. And I think, you know, the word that came up for me as you were talking, um, towards your uh, expression and your design is modern, right? It's super modern, it's super mm -hmm. um, real, it's super authentic and transparent, right? And, and those are such beautiful qualities and values to have, um, not as a, not only as a person, but as a yoga teacher, as a creator, as an artist, and I love how you also also express um, how yoga is an art, right? Um, I find that so, so, so beautiful because within that comes, you know, how you adapt poses and, and, and like the deeper meaning to yoga, right? Yoga, as we know, um, isn't about the physicality but it's about how you want to express your deeper self right and it's through the chakras that you do that right mm -hmm. and and what brought you i'm curious to this practice that is so endearing and curious and oftentimes dark. I think a lot of times people have this, you know, misconception of yoga being like this, 
you know, unicorns and rainbows all the time. And it's so not that, but it's not something that I feel personally you need to fear. It's actually like, yes, this is the journey. This is the path and you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, well said. (laughs) Well said. We are, we are all going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know exactly what brought me to it. I, it was definitely a process mm-hmm. and, and darkness is one of the steps that led me to that. I think that the physicality part of yoga, you do feel amazing when you practice yoga. I mean, even men are starting to realize that. I don't mean just like a blanket thing, but like a lot of husbands or partners um, that would normally stray away from this idea of going into a yoga class they do like a Bikram class or something with that's Mm -hmm. hot and sweaty and they really feel the effects of that really quickly yeah and I think that's the beautiful part of it's kind of this attractive way where you enter into it but then we start to work into the subtle body Mm -hmm. which is oftentimes the the sort of side effect of the physicality part of it you get into those deeper aspects of it and you see how it's linking your thoughts with your heart and your heart with your body and your body with your soul. And then you reach those deeper parts that aren't, that aren't cosmetic, they're not superficial, but it's the ligaments, it's the connective tissue, it's deep into the very core of who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where I really love to work, mm. you know, around aspects of forgiveness and looking at how forgiveness you know, forgiving myself helps me make better decisions for the day. It it takes some of the shame Mm -hmm. out of my system. And when there's less shame and guilt in my system, then I'm more likely to make better decisions around the food that I eat or how I spend my moments. Yeah. And I become more motivated and more driven and more linked to my purpose. So that's why the definition of yoga is union. Mm-hmm. because it really does link everything together. So no matter what you're into, you know, now my yoga practice doesn't look the way it did 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's more about finding love and culinary art Ooh, or yay. yeah, like really getting into food. Like my yoga is cooking now. I and, love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So it, I don't think it has to look like an asana glyph. Right. No. And, and, you know, what you just said there, that word has to, there is no has to, right? It's, it's, you get to, you get to create your yoga practice, whatever it is, whatever it, it feels like it wants to be. And, and also with meditation, right? You know, being a part of your Angelus course, I think it's going to be my third time now, (laughs) uh, which is super fun. Um, you know, you invited us into um, practices, right, or challenges of like a meditation, right, pick a meditation for these next seven days. And we came back that next week, and you shared with us, you know, my meditation this week or this morning was dancing, right? Like, how beautiful is that, that, that yoga does not have to it gets to look the way you want it to look the way you desire it to look and one of the really beautiful things that 
our beautiful Belena. Um, shout out, uh, shares in her Simplify course is that she incorporates um, work like workouts into her work day. And like, I loved that when I heard her say that I'm like, that's brilliant. Because you like just pauses during the day and then does a, a little workout or something. Yeah. With weights. Yeah, like, I don't know, dancing or, or, or whatever your workout feels mm -hmm. you want it to be. Like literally putting in your calendar workout as part of my work day. And I don't know, that's like super motivating, you know, because I, I don't know, there, there just seems to be this kind of hustle and bustle of, of life. And specifically in the Western world, it's really interesting right? It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's really mm -hmm. interesting. And you and I are both entrepreneurs and we both know that it's not an easy path, right? It's not for the faint of heart. And um, it, there's something so empowering about declaring to the universe, like, yes, I have a college degree. Yes, I'm, I'm, educated and, and hardworking. And because I'm college educated and hardworking and passionate, I want to be my own boss. I want to do my own thing. You know, I really feel that from you. And I know that about you, that you're very driven, you're very passionate. And um, I remember when we had a Skype call, wow, years ago now, and you were in Hawaii and I just found that so beautiful, right? Like it, it's, you know, you've traveled the world. I mean, you've been in Amsterdam and, and Holland, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, and just like all over the world and through Angeles, like you have with Rose, like you've invited us into this, you know, deep world of, you know, travels and, and it's just really beautiful to witness and to be a part of. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That was really nice. Aww, I'm, I'm happy you found that. I'm happy you found out of that. And I love the idea of dancing too, just coming back to where you started. I, for me, even as a child, I used to dance like nobody was watching. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and I think that after a year of mainly sitting inside with COVID that's been happening, one of the things that I miss the most is going out dancing. Mm. And so oh, I have this uh, three-class bundle coming up at around the throat chakra. And it's also uh, a sequence that's in Angelus that you're talking about. It's oh, nice. the ecstatic dance sequence. And just like you said, like not having to be dependent on other people or not having to be dependent on the clubs being open, right? right? The living room becomes the perfect club yes. and we become our own best dance partners. And yeah. I do, I do feel deeply connected to my purpose. I think that is because of two reasons. One, because I was suffering from uh, a very severe addiction mm -hmm. and that pain forced me to look at ways to understand myself more deeply, how to heal my own coping mechanisms. 
And then also because of my tendency as a child to shut my door and turn the speaker up really loud and just dance and fully express myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that taught me a lot about my about how to free my mind. It taught me a lot about how not to be dependent on the circumstances that was put on me mm-hmm. and not just coping, but thriving mm-hmm. in ways. So, you know, they always teach us in our spiritual practices to be grateful for the pain, be grateful for the hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is how I came to understand that spiritual lesson mm-hmm. is to go deeper into it and you know, now I can talk about my addictions without the shame. Mm-hmm. I can be proud and confident. And one of the things that drove me through that healing was to know that one day I would inspire people to do the same for themselves. And when people join my classes or when people see my art or the books that I've published with Elena and with Rose, um, they feel that because there is an authenticity in my energy mm-hmm. because I've lived it, I've embodied it. Mm. And what I hope in, in these classes, because now we're taking the book and we're bringing it to life through right. these chakra studies. It's, there's three sequences per chakra in the book. So I wish I had a copy right beside me, but I don't. I know, it's, it's show I, you. I know, I have. Yeah. Ouch. I mean, the, the, people can see the video, right? Yeah. Okay, so maybe. Okay, so maybe I'll go and grab the book because it's definitely something you have to see. If you go to angelosbook.com, you can see the whole um, seven visual chapters, but the, the chakra studies that we're doing is, is it's such a complex book. That's the part where we struggle the most when we're trying to convey what this book is about it. There's so many different layers. You have mm-hmm. the, the seven different chapters. Each chapter has three sequences per chakra. And then as a yoga teacher, you have 21. So there's seven times three. So 21 mm-hmm. scripted sequences where you could open up the book and head right into class and teach a sequence on truth. It's Mm. a vinyasa sequence. Mm -hmm. And if you are new to yoga and you've never practiced asana before, if you flip to the back of the book, every posture has in the glossary, the anatomical cueing. So it teaches you how to get into the posture through verbal cues. But if you want to connect more emotionally to the topic of truth, then you would go to the really beautifully laid out mm-hmm. where the, the heroine is in her costume that Rose designed. And you can learn about what truth does, how it's connected to the root chakra. How could eliminating lying, and even if you think you don't lie, you do lie, even the, those white lies, those little tiny things that you say those to fibs. make yourself look better, mm-hmm. the fibs, all of those things. How if you could start to eliminate some of that line, then you get connected even deeper to the real you. There's no, oh, I'm managing this part because I told them this, so I have to manage that lie. And then this is who I am when they're not around. Mm-hmm. Like you can see how that weakens your foundation, weakens yes. your, right? Yeah. So that's what this, what, and you said it gets really dark. Like, yeah, we do go into some dark places, places that we don't really want to look at or face. But in the end, that's the quickest way into your awakening. Yeah, definitely. It, it is. It is. There's no, there really is no other way, right? There, there really is no other way. And um, I believe it's in the, uh, the throat chakra chapter um, where you have a quote. Um, I'm going to go get the book while you're talking. Yeah, I can still you, hear you. Uh, where you, or is it the vision one? I 
think it may be the vision one where you have a quote by Richard Rudd. Oh yeah, it's the voice one. Yeah, the voice one. Um, mm -hmm. I found this that is the cover. There's the book. I can't believe that Rose <laughs> made all of those costumes. Like I am. I know. So blown away. I can't. Isn't she insane? This is the costume it's that she made for the the one that you're talking about. So yeah. It, the quote by Richard Rudd is vanity can choose the most beautiful of words, but it can never hide the frequency of its tone. Mm. And so this is a mantra vinyasa sequence. And here we go, the asana glyphs. I love them. <laughs> look at guys, look, I just, they're just adorable. Like, how can you not like them? I love them. Yeah. Um, oh. it's, it's really fun, right? It, it's, it's super mm -hmm. fun. It's super simple. It's super modern. And um I've been always so curious I think ever since the book came out Angelus where I was like are they ever gonna do like a paperback version <laughs> or like uh. a smaller version you know like because it's so heavy and yeah it's, it's so, big it's it's long right it's long well yeah it's it's designed so that when you have it here and you fold it open mm -hmm. it's a perfect square and then also what's important, like this is an open spine. So this is one I of the features that I open. Yeah. Spine. Yeah. So you can see the progression of the poses. I mean, are of the, um, the chapters, they're oh, all so yeah. visually different and now it lays flat. So when mm -hmm. you are laying it next to your mat, it's not going to shut. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. and I can show you the contrast. So this right here, like chapter six is one of the most colorful chapters in the book. Oh yeah, what was on your face? <laughs> uh, bedazzled jewels <laughs> and buttons and yeah, um, just with uh, face glue that face she put it on. Rose had a lot of fun torturing me with all these things. And I can totally tell. <laughs> I can totally tell. Yeah, and then Where? this is the, the kundalini sequence that goes with it. But I just wanted to show the contrast because when you go into chakra seven, mm -hmm. this one was done in all white. And so mm -hmm. here we have the heroine. Is that you? Yeah, that's me. Seriously? Rose painted my body. Yeah, she painted my body completely white, put a white wig on me. I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't eat for the entire day. Oh my God. Yeah. That's you too? Yeah, that's me too. This is in, um, for the mantra meditation, we wanted to show the ascension mm -hmm. that comes out. And then the, the light is so bright that you generate in this mantra meditation that you need a visor. Oh my to protect God. your eyes. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. How, Thank I mean, you. dang, she is so talented. Like, I know. Dude, I know. No wonder she won like Dutch, you know, Project <laughs> Runway. What? <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that is magic. That is talent. It just is. And I just mm -hmm. love the progression, right? I love the progression from the first chakra, the root chakra to the crown, right? The, the, mm -hmm. the seventh chakra. And, and I love how it takes us to all these different worlds that you went to, right? I mean, I also find really fascinating the chapter that you're like wearing, I don't know, some wood thing or wood piece. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the heart chakra. The heart chakra, yeah. So we tried to do uh, every chapter had its own element. Okay. And because 
the heart is an extension or the hands are extension of the heart. It's kind of like tree branches. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to, you know, in the story, by the time the heroine moves from the solar plexus into the heart, you know, her body is a home. So in the basement, the root chakra, she's in, in the basement. And then for the second chakra, the water element, she goes in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. For the fire element of the solar plexus, she goes into the kitchen. Aww. And then the the heart, uh, you know, she catches on, she catches her egg that she's cooking in the kitchen mm-hmm. on fire and it burns a hole in the wall. She looks outside and she sees nature. Mm-hmm. And that nature is, is with the heart. So we're only using wood in this chapter, Rose created these costumes what is that? Uh, <laughs> out of laser cut wood. No so way. this is a sequence on forgiveness. And, and you she used wore, you wore all the costumes, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. incredible. This is just representing how we can put a cage around our heart. And so she used the wood to create a cage around the heart. Like that is just gorgeous. Yeah, she did so good. And then we found this fabric that looked like cork. And oh then she God. made one of the Renaissance kind of feeling coats. Yeah. Connection. Oh and this That's is a meditation. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's you. What? Yeah. The meditation on that chapter is um, to help us when we, when we're sabotaging our relationships. And so it, again, another personal experience of me and how I would be programmed in my relationships to want to earn love. So mm-hmm. for me, in order to be able to earn love, I had to put myself in the position to earn it back. So I would sabotage and then earn it back, sabotage and then earn it back. And that was my pattern in relationships. And that's what that connect with that big coat. Oh, I love that. I love that. And um, yeah, it's, it's just gorgeous. I mean, to, to uh, take us, like I said, it's, it's a journey, right? It's, it's a really beautiful journey. And, and uh, I mean, I love the whole book and each chapter, but I really love the, I believe it's the water one where I think it's emerge, if I'm not mistaken, where it's all blue and green and, and mm-hmm. it's just gorgeous. Yeah. That one was shot in Iceland where we went Ooh, with the second chakra. Have you ever seen the Northern Lights? Yes. Oh, I, but I want to go back because they weren't that strong and it was a little overcast Ooh. when we went. This yes. is the chapter you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And these that stories, um, these stories, are they about you? Oh, that's gorgeous. I love that one. So, this one's the emote sequence. It's what, a What costume was that? This was, so we were talking about how the weight of sadness and guilt, I, you know, when you do feel that, it might not be what's happening right now, but it could be due to past experiences mm-hmm. and how water has memory. Mm-hmm. So when these, you know, every time you're resisting a certain emotional experience, then um, over time, the repeating of that emotional experience not only becomes something that's part of your pattern, becomes part of your personality trait. Mm. And a way to really change your personality is to think about how you can mature your responses. Oh, I love that. Right? So it's a transformation from immature to mature. Mm-hmm. So when a pattern is identified or when you feel the same pain or the same emotion over and over again, it's, a, it's about asking yourself, and we do it through a journaling exercise, 
Like, how can I go in and see this emotional pattern as something that maybe is from my past and is causing me to act inappropriately now? Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of times when we don't take that pause, at least I find in my own personal experiences, and I just let the emotion run its course, is that by acting on that feeling in the moment, I actually do more damage. Mm. And when I do more damage to the same emotional pattern that keeps reoccurring and reoccurring and reoccurring, then I never truly fully hit the epicenter of that original hurt. Mm-hmm. So it like, really, if I didn't have the help of my teachers, or if I didn't have these contemplation practices, I never would have even seen it because I would, I was so busy mending the new damage that mm. that old emotion was causing that I never fully addressed the original epicenter of the pain. Mm-hmm. And so that's why this sequence, you know, is pretty simple. I think it's a total of 10 poses that you do. So you do a pose and then you have a journaling question. You do a pose, you have a journaling question back and forth. And it's, mm-hmm. it's based off of um, Bija Bennett. She wrote the book, Emotional Yoga. And she does these, oh, I, she's I very, she's connected to a lot of Native American traditions okay. in her work. And that's what I really love. And so she takes you through this emotional walkabout. Mm. And we've taken that and adapted it to, um, Hatha yoga. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful um, how there are so many beautiful like adaptations that you can do, right, to express um, poses or express the sequence or, you know, and, and um, I love how you said that, you know, you, you, you adapted uh, something that she, she um, creates and expresses. And I really find that's really beautiful because um, as one of my dear, dear teachers and friends, Sean Korn says, like, I don't covet prayers. I don't covet poses. Like, And I think that's really, really important and and, and vital because nothing is ever ours. Like Mm -hmm. it's nothing is ever ours, you know? And and the more that we hold onto things, the more, you know, damage happens right and and emotion happens and chaos happens and all of that and so I'm curious like what do you feel to that um sharing that not coveting of practices and prayers and meditations and yeah as as an artist especially Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had to let that word sink in, covet, because it's not one that I've ever really used. And it reminds me a lot of like biblical terms to covet mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. feels like a sin. Is it? <laughs> I think it's a sin uh, where, where you just sort of like have this envious sort of like grappling. You want that, like you just need it. You feel like, and then if you do take it, it's, it's sort of um, like not a positive thing, I guess, mm-hmm. is how I'm interpreting coveting. And so yeah, I, I guess it's not a word that I I would use. 
um, doesn't feel like it's something in my reach. Mm-hmm. And the intention of Angela's book was to create these scripts for yoga teachers so that they could open the book, like I mentioned before, and then just teach verbatim mm-hmm. what this is about. And that truly is like the purest intention of it. And I wanted to put on the cover of the book that this is for teachers, but then after some discussion, we didn't want to just only make a book for teachers. It's also for practitioners as well. But it would be the whole, my full intention coming to life is if you took this to class and said, today we're going to do a class on purpose. And then you just read verbatim what the first page is, is this a sankalpa, it's how to set the mood. Mm -hmm. And I find that really magical when you come to a yoga class and your teacher has a really strong and clear intention of what she's going to be guiding you through. And so this talks about like, what is a purpose? What do you do when it's hard to admit that you don't have a purpose? How does uh, bringing a purpose relate to what we're going to be practicing? And then you find on this page, Mm. you know, you have a nice paragraph at the top of, okay, the reason that we're doing a twisting sequence today is because twisting sequences are centering. And what's important when you want your purpose is to not get distracted and you want to build stamina and being connected to your purpose is about self-discipline. So by coming into this really fiery twisty sequence, Mm -hmm. those left and right movements are actually very symmetrical. They Mm -hmm. bring you into your center. And so to hear that as a practitioner or to be a teacher and to explain that to your students, you can already feel the amount of depth that you're bringing into that experience is not just a physicality, it's a spiritual experience. And then we help uh, the teacher or the practitioner by adding these really nice emotional cues and talking points that keep bringing you back to the theme of purpose. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, if, if you wanna know more about the poses, then you would come back to the glossary mm-hmm. and have the anatomical cues. So I guess in essence, I hope you do covet these sequences <laughs> and want to teach yeah. them. It's really beautiful, right? It, it really lessens, I would say as a teacher, it lessens the pressure right of creating sequences sometimes or wondering kind of or feeling like what to say next or you know and um i love how you said you know intention right it's creating that intention and um i mean this practice has been around thousands and thousands of years and um it is a very, it's a very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it now, but it's, it's, it's really a journey. I mean, it, it really is a journey as is life, you know, life is a journey. And um, I just, I love, like I said in the beginning, I love how you have, you know, dedicated your life to you know bringing together marrying together yoga and art and design because life is art life is design and as is yoga right yoga is life mm-hmm. um life is yoga and and i just find that so 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 beautiful and um 
Yeah, I just, I love that so, so much. Mm. And, um, well, can I add one, one more thing too? Because now that you're talking, it reminds me that yeah. um, you're talking about art and the expression of ourselves and the expression of our intentions, even as I teach these sequences, no matter how many times I come back, I could teach the purpose sequence every day, seven mm -hmm. days a week to the same group of people. And it would never be the exact same thing time and time again. Mm. It's a living teaching. Yeah. And that's, that's why I think that there's no fear that someone's going to take my sequence away from me mm -mm. because the way that you're going to express it is different than how I express it. Right. And even how you express it from day to day, it differs. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I, but like I have to thank you. So I'm oh, sorry to oh. interrupt. No, no worries. No worries. I just want to thank you so much for having me on the podcast and allowing me to share my, my love and this, this body of work that we spent I think it was three years putting together. Wow. And not only that, that was just in the production part of it. You know, we also raised $60,000 in 30 days to make it happen. That's thanks to our followers and our believers. Yay. And yeah, and it's really just a compilation of my entire yoga career. So the, the 10 years that I've been teaching, it's my best practices. So thank you, Ella, for creating this podcast. Thank you to all your followers thank for listening. You so much Erica this was just incredible and just beautiful and and I just can't thank you enough for saying yes I can't thank you enough for your curiosity and just your heart and your love and um just you and I'm just so blessed and so grateful to know you to have <clears throat> to have you in my life and um to have you on today's episode <laughs> no this is good really good That's thank awesome. you much love how can people find you oh that's a good question um so instagram is where i'm most active i put all of my links to the chakra study classes that we're talking about this i don't know when this is launching but the speak throat chakra series is coming up on saturday march um what is it? The, the sixth? I think it's March 6th. Yes. And we're going to do three consecutive Saturdays on the throat chakra. And if you miss that live, it's okay because there's recordings and you can start in anywhere. So you're going to see the be, the feel, the dare, the love, and the speak, three class bundles on each energy center, but there's no consecutive order. You can practice them however you want. And then in late spring, or sorry, early spring, we're going to be doing the third eye. And then we're going to come into the crown chakra. So that would definitely be a really beautiful way to get an introduction into my classes, get a feel if this is the right practice for you. And then if you want to stay in touch with my teacher enhancement courses or anything else that I have coming up, like an introduction to Kundalini Yoga that's in the mix right now, then I would say sign up for my newsletter. And again, that can be found on my Instagram account in my link in bio. And yeah, that would be the best way to reach out. Always, I'm, I would love to hear how this podcast landed in your heart. If you have any questions or feedback, don't hesitate at all to send me an email. Beautiful. Yay. There you got it, people. All the good stuff. Um, it was.
was such a pleasure, such an honor, such a joy, such a love um, from one E to the other. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Okay.